0: Hi, this is your host Pete Bloom. Welcome to American Heroes Network. Our core mission is serving the brave men and women who have sacrificed to ensure our freedom. You will hear true stories from those that have served, learn about veteran organizations and resources, and gain hope for your future knowing American Heroes Network, your community, and other veterans are here and at the ready to serve and help you and your family. We will talk about the hard topics like PTSD and TBI. You will also hear military history, inspirational stories, learn about networking with the community, and more. So come join us and be part of our family. Today's guest is a funny guy that loves to put a smile on people's faces. He loves family and kids and has a passion for teaching kids of all ages how they can learn something fun and become successful. He's an Army veteran and the co-founder and executive producer of Real Life Productions, which produces Youth Center Stage, Unscripted DC, Mystery Theater, and more. I would like to welcome Darren Council, Darren, thank you for serving, and how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing wonderful, Pete, man. Thanks for having me. This is going to be an awesome conversation. I know it will be.
0: Yeah, these are always really great. It's fun to share some information with transitioning veterans, and it's really great to hear and learn about your company, and yours just really sounds exciting, so I'm looking forward to it myself. So tell me a little bit about what you did in the military.
1: So I actually joined the Army National Guard, and so I was actually joined as field artillery. It was one of those things where I just wanted to get into the military and really didn't think through as to what MOS I was getting. So my recruiter, he just said, well, hey, this would be an awesome thing for you to get into. So I ended up being field artillery. It was fun. It wasn't fun. Being out in the swamps and all other kind of stuff, doing those fun different things was not what I expected. But overall, I think it was a great experience. I had an awesome time. I was in for seven years. And through that experience, I was deployed. And then I was a 88 Mike and doing that as well. And then I did some different things with infrared artillery as well that made it a little more fun. So, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell what I've done in the past with the military.
0: Now, those are the big guns on the ground that shoot those big rockets and stuff, right?
1: Right. So I was a 13 Papa, which is a field direction specialist. So they kind of call us the brains of the operation, quote unquote, (laughs)
0: because
1: essentially we would send the coordinates and those different things to the 13 mics who were the launchers. And so they would get out their coordinates and do all those things from us. And then they would launch the rockets. So it was an awesome experience. But from what I've been told, it's hot in that cabin and the launcher. It's pretty hot and it's intense. As you can imagine, launching rockets downrange It can be very exhausting, but it's part of the mission. And so um, it was a great team environment, just kind of working with your comrades and different things like that to make sure it happened. But it was intense. But, you know, we made it happen.
0: Yeah, that is really awesome. I can just imagine being there, feeling the force of that happen. And then you getting probably to hopefully hear some cheers when they hit something.
1: (laughs) Right. You know what? It's always fun when you can actually see it happen. I think where I got the most joy was seeing it actually on video afterwards and not actually being in it. You can kind of appreciate it more and say, man, I was actually a part of that. Being able to be part of a mission or part of something that was so great as far as launching rockets and different things like that. Knowing that we are part of the bigger mission, helping our comrades downrange was an awesome experience, too. It's just being a part of just that teamwork atmosphere is just kind of what I got my adrenaline off of and excitement from. But, you know, being in it is pretty intense. But once you kind of get out of it and you kind of see the results and what you've done, it's a lot different. You kind of appreciate it a little more.
0: I know what you mean. I was actually in the military for 11 years and I really loved it. I got to see so many cool things and go to cool places and meet some fantastic people that I'm still friends with today. But I got out because, you know, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do like IT. I like IT. And in the military, they're like, oh, sorry, you already got a job. So I got out and I did what I needed to do. And that does bring challenges. Now for you, getting out and doing something that you did, it seems like it's one of those things where maybe there's not a whole lot out in the civilian community for that type of job. So did that make a transition hard for you, or do you think transition was easy?
1: Well, the transition was difficult in the sense that some of me really didn't want to get out of the military, although I really didn't like the job per se, but I just liked the consistency and the structure of the military. And that's the reason why I didn't really get out. It wasn't necessarily for the job or the transition, but it was more for like the structure and kind of what the military offered. You know, like I said, the teamwork and the camaraderie and the consistency and knowing what to expect. My wife and I, we started the business before I actually got out of the military. So the transition was rather smooth when you start talking about being Army active versus becoming a veteran. The transition between doing that and becoming a business owner was rather smooth. I think the most difficult part for me was actually just leaving that piece of me behind. And some of me even now still remembers the time when I was in the military and still kind of want to go back to that time. Although I'm a lot older and really can't get back in at this point, but it's just parts of me is back in the military that I miss the
0: most. Doing some of the things that you do, which we're going to talk a little bit more about here soon, is you could still be a part of the military by just getting on board with the USO or something like that, and you could do some performances all over the place, you know what I mean?
1: You know what? You're exactly right. And, you know, the more and more that I hang around veterans like yourself and do
0: different things, I'm finding that
1: there's a lot of opportunities for veterans to take advantage and become better entrepreneurs and better business men and women out here. And so the more people that I talk to in networking, the more I find out that there's a lot of opportunity for veterans. And I'm more than willing and excited and always keeping my ears open to opportunities that I can better the community, better my business and better legacy that I'm going to leave behind for my family.
0: You actually know someone who works with the USO, so so if you ever wanted to talk about that, then we should talk about that offline. Hey, let's do it. (laughs) So you talked about starting the daycare with your wife when you got out of the military. Now, were you right in the middle of that, taking care of kids, or were you kind of like working on trying to find a different job on the side or something?
1: And are you talking about like when I got out of the military?
0: Yeah, when you started the daycare, I'm wondering, like, were you really, like, hands on with taking care of stuff there or not really? Oh, yeah,
1: right. I started, actually, right before I got deployed, we had started the daycare. And the reason for the daycare was primarily just for my wife. She just wanted to do it. She loved kids. And so she wanted to do it. So it was essentially like, all right, well, I just said, babe, we'll try it and see what happens, you know, because we really didn't need the financial aspect of the daycare. My wife just wanted to stay busy. And so she was like, well, I love kids. Let's start a daycare. We have the home, we have the space. So let's try it. I actually didn't really think that I was going to like it at all. I was like, I really don't want to mess with no kids. I just want to go and do my military thing and four days on and four days off and, you know, kind of spend time with my wife and have children and do the family thing. But the more that we got into it, the more I realized that we were making an impact into our community. And that's what kind of made the transition easier for me, because I actually enjoyed the peace being involved in children's lives and doing those different things. So it made it rather easy.
0: It's interesting to me that that's kind of where you started because I know now that with what you're doing, you're impacting kids, I think, on a regular basis. But back then, working with a daycare, It's almost like a little battle because those kids can be good. They could be bad. They could be some crazy little rugrats. But, you know, you never know when there's going to be a little landmine to step on because here's what some kid left you. Oh, great. You know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, you know, it's challenging because you have children that are raised, obviously, from their parents. And so you get those different attitudes or different beliefs that may be different from yours. And, you know, to be very honest, the stuff that you're referring to with leaving accidents on the floor and stuff like that, that's almost the least of our worries. <laughs> when we had to daycare. That was the least of my worries when we had to daycare. Because you've always been watched. When you're dealing with kids, you have to be careful because there are so many things that's going on with kids and all that kind of stuff. You just have to be careful. You have to be vigilant. And I think that's just the military mentality that I was able to bring to the business as being vigilant and always kind of watching my six and being careful as to everything that we did because the business that we had was so sensitive because we are watching people's kids while they're at work. Although we had different things set up to where, you know, they can see us when they're gone and different things like that. You know, you always have to be careful when you're dealing with other people's children. And that was just, you know, my military background that I was able to input into the business. I have a nickname for my wife now. Just recently, I called her intellectual property because she has all the intellect, but I just bring all the other things. And so (laughs) that's what I was able to bring. (laughs) That's what I was able to bring to the daycare piece of it was just the watching our six and making sure that the piece of, okay, we have your children and we're taking care of them were the priority of not just us, but that we communicated that to the parents.
0: I think you're right. It's so important to try and take care of kids the right way, raise them the right way. And if you're representing And acting as parents while they're working, you know, you just got to do that really good job to try and do something positive in their life so that at the end of the day, they can go back and they can share that joy and happiness with their parents of, you know, what they did or what they learned and that kind of thing. And and like I said, you're carrying that through today in another way, which we're going to be talking about shortly. Now, something interesting to me was it seems like after the daycare, after the military, when everything was all said and done, it looks like that you maybe went through a, a few different jobs. And was that you trying to find your place or find what really excited you?
1: And to be very honest, man, you know, we moved, we actually moved from North Carolina to Northern Virginia, and I just was trying to find a job. Houston and Sage Real Life Productions really was just a thought we thought of in North Carolina, but we just put a name to a business that we really didn't have the ability to start because we had our hands in so many different things. And so we came up with a name and we came up with different things back in North Carolina, but we moved to Virginia, to be very honest, because I was for lack of better words, starstruck as to the opportunities in D.C. because of how much I thought that they appreciated veterans and that it wasn't going to be a problem for me to come up here and get a job. And I had a culture shock or a rude awakening as to the opportunities that was up here. Not that there was a lack of opportunities, but there were millions of veterans just like me Coming to D.C. trying to find the same thing as I have. And when you add 10 new folks to one job, then, you know, that created problems for me where I was unemployed and all those different things for a little over six months before I was actually able to just find a job that I can support my family with. And so once we actually got that under wraps, then it was like, okay, well, how can we just be different? How can we not just be from eight to five, come home, cook, go to church and that's life? My wife and I, we had a mindset that there had to be more of the life than this, than just the regular working for somebody else, feeding the kids, complaining about the job or people that we're dealing with, but that we wanted to leave something to say, you know, you can start your own business. It is possible. You know, we can leave a legacy. We can lead by not just myself being a veteran, but also just being a father or leader. And my wife being able to do it together, you know, to be able to leave that impact for our kids. And I think that's kind of what's different from when I came up here originally just trying to find a job to now. okay, now it's time to make a difference and not just go with the same routine every day.
0: So is that what caused you to start your business then because you wanted to teach and lead and leave a legacy for others?
1: I think what's
0: different about this
1: business, especially about Youth Center Stage and about real life productions as a whole, is we believe that we're bringing something different that the world needs, right? We're talking about just the world as a whole or even the United States. I just look around. We got millions of veterans on the streets. We have marriages breaking up. We have this happening. We have that happening. And where's the joy? Where's the laughter? Where is the connection? And we say, well, we can do this with real life productions. We can bring laughter to maybe a dead situation or, you know, just a different spin or something that may be tragic in your life. But bring some laughter into it. You know, we can all mourn, but at least we can find maybe joy on the other side of mourning. And then so with real life productions, Unscripted DC... A dinner mystery, dinner theater, we can bring those things to life. We can bring joy to maybe a situation that may be hurting some folks. And then with Youth Center Sage, we are impacting kids' lives again, but just in a different fashion than the daycare. We are bringing drama, which my wife is a playwright. You know, so we say, well, if you don't want to do daycare, my wife said she didn't want to do daycare again. So we was like, oh, how can we, because you love kids so much, how can we involve your love for kids and then do some other things as well? And she's a playwright. She does drama. She's been in plays. My daughter has been in a movie before. We have a sitcom that we're writing and about to produce. And so we was like, well, how can we add all that together? And we was like, well, we have something right here in the palm of our hands. And it's you center stage. You know, we can go into schools. We can impact kids' lives. And then, you know, just looking at the county and just the things that they have for anti-bullying, it's like, well, you're really doing nothing for the children. You're not encouraging them to be powerful and to speak up and to speak their mind. And and really, our whole youth center stage mantra is really about just the reverse of anti-bullying we would just want to communicate through improv to where you know if you stepped on stage or somebody else stepped on stage you know we don't involve doesn't matter what you identify as if you identify as a man woman cat dog or whatever it is you know what i'm saying regardless of what you believe or as far as okay well such as such as race relations all that kind of stuff everybody can come on stage as one and go through this scene together have fun make people laugh and then no one is the wiser everybody's having fun is everybody's laying their hair back, everybody looks at each other as individuals instead of the different backgrounds. And that's how we feel like we can make a difference in the community. And that's why this real life productions, use on the stage and everything that we do, we believe has a direct impact on the community. And then, you know, just from the business side of it, we believe that we can, you know, monetize this and make it something that we can provide for our family. But then be able to go into schools and maybe provide something that maybe a lower income family wouldn't be able to afford on a regular basis or they couldn't afford this class. Then, man, we can make it affordable. You know, we're not here to be millionaires. I say I tell everybody all I want to do is be able to supersize my McDonald's meal and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's break it down a little bit. I mean, you got real life productions, but really that's the company that you and your wife created. And there are several things that are underneath that that are just fascinating. Now, first of all, we got Unscripted DC and then there's like the game show or the Mystery Dinner Theater. All right. So talk about those two things. So
1: Unscripted DC essentially is community at its best. We bring the community together by offering an outlet of comedy through an improv show. And so it's family friendly. That's what our whole Everything, real life productions and all the companies that's under it, we're all family friendly. So you can bring kids of any age, adults of any age, regardless to our shows. And so what that is, is that we provide uh, improv troupe, I guess you would call it. And we would involve the community, everybody from the community. We do it at a local coffee house. So everybody's there and we say, okay, give us a scene and give us a problem in that scene. So you're at an airport with no planes. okay? so the comedians get up there and say, okay, when they act out being at an airport with no planes. You know what I'm saying? So different things like that. And it involves everyone. So we get our suggestions from the crowd, from the audience, and that's bringing everybody together. So that's essentially what Unscripted DC premise is, is just bringing the community together, working together, talking together, although it's not direct communication between each other, but we're all kind of working together as a team. And so that happens. We're doing corporate events, everything like that. But for Murder Mystery Dinner Theater, That is, we have a murder that happened. And so the crowd, we break them up into teams. It's a game show, essentially, but we take breaks so that the crowd can actually solve the mystery. And it's a mystery that always happens. Somebody dies within the game show. And so it's the audience's job to make sure that they are solving the mystery. And so we break them up into teams and say, okay, everybody get points. And at the end, whoever had the most points wins the prize, win the game. Everybody decides who murdered who, and you'll find out at the end. It's kind of like a Scooby-Doo, you know, where are you? And I would have got away (laughs) with it if it wasn't for your Melanin kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of like that. The people that's kind of getting away with it, you know, the troop, the Scooby-Doo troop, it's kind of like the teams. It's really interactive. It's really fun. We have a great character. We have great characters, I should say. And so that's really what it's based off of, too. It's it's all community. It's all being together. And so that's those two. Did I describe them?
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Actually, they both sound like so much fun. Now, the unscripted DC. Can we do a little sample of that?
1: So you want me to give you like better example, right?
0: No, I'm just wondering if you'll run it real quick with me. Like, say you're at the top of the Empire State Building, working on building a revolving restaurant, and the crane broke. Okay. <laughs> all
1: right, okay. All right. So now, you know, just a little disclaimer. I actually, my wife doesn't allow me to do any of those things because she says I'm not funny, and so I have to be in the back. Greeting customers and everything like that. So I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my best to, uh, you know, interact with you and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to try to think of a game really quickly that we can kind of come up with. And it's called Left. Normally we have four people on Left. And so Left is exactly what you're talking about. You and I would be in here in on top of the Empire State Building, right? And you say we're doing the renovations, but with, with no crane, right? Yeah, it broke. It broke. So right now, you and I are going to start. We're going to dialogue about being on the top of the Empire State Building with a broke crane. So I'll start it out, and then you and I just have to dialogue back and forth. But it's just not the dialogue that's important because the rules of improv. Uh, some of the rules of improv is yes and. So we always have to. Like so for instance, I have to give you like an open statement to where you can give me some feedback, but then it also it has to be funny too. That's why I can't do it. <laughs> so that's that's why my wife said, man, you don't think fast enough and we can't have you up there because nobody's gonna laugh at you and all this other guy's stuff. So but we're gonna try it though. We're gonna try it. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so we're on top of the Empire State building. We're doing renovations, the crane is broke. Okay. All right, you ready? Let's go. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna start. Pete, man. How are we supposed to build this? How are we supposed to be finishing this thing with this broke crate?
0: Well, what I'm worried about is i got to go to the bathroom, and how do we get down from here? Well, you know what I was thinking? Uh,
1: we got a whole bunch of towels that's up here that the last construction workers left. Maybe we can just roll them together and just slide down. What do you think?
0: Actually, I actually think that might be a great idea. We can do a Bruce Willis. We'll get down so far as far as the towels will go, and then we'll just swing back and forth until we can break through a window into the, whatever floor we end up on.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, We're already on the first floor, so I would think that uh, the tiles don't need to be long enough. So what we could do is how about we just wait up here and finish eating this burger because I'm hungry. And then right after we eat, we can go there and do that.
0: That sounds like that'd be a good idea because, you know, my cell phone's not even working. So we just got to get it done until we can get somebody to help us or whatever.
1: Oh, man, you know what? That'd be great. So now uh, that burger was good. So now I'm getting these towels together. So now let's go down and I'll start. So on the count of three, let's just do it together. All right. Okay. One, two.
0: Woo, I'm gone. See you. Bye. I forgot to tie my towel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that sounds like fun. Told you. (laughs) 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 I promise you it's more better a person. Uh, We got better comedians. It's an awesome time, man. I tell you, so something like that, just imagine that with you and uh, kind of us on, it's a lot better, especially when we're doing it together and we kind of feeding off each other emotions and we see each other's facial expressions and different things like that, that it's kind of like we're feeding off of each other. The energy is like, okay, man, I'm into it. We're really on top of this on top of this building with a broke crane. And, you know, we really need to get down and we got props up on stage. and We could probably have towels up there, everything like that. And just be really just kind of feeding off of each other to make the experience great for our patrons out there that's watching us.
0: That actually really sounds like an awesome time. I've never actually done anything like that, but I think it would be a blast.
1: Well, it sounds like you're a natural. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well you know i'm uh just talking to you so if i was in front of a whole bunch of people on stage might not go so good i don't know yeah i'm sure you do fine look you see how i heard
1: you see why my wife doesn't allow me on stage
0: hey i think she would do fine too i think she just don't want you you know showing her up or something like that you know what i mean Yeah, well, don't tell her anything. Don't
1: tell her that, please. Don't get me in trouble.
0: (laughs) Now, Youth Center Stage, you talked a little bit about that, but what I really think is great about that is this kind of, I saw how you had it broken down into different things that you can do for different age groups, and one of those things was even like how to become an author, and I just think that what you're trying to teach kids at these different levels and different ages about being an author, about improv, about public speaking, it's just All great and fascinating, and it's so good for the kids. I mean, I'm an adult, and you know, I actually started writing a book, and I don't have any experience, so you are actually teaching kids what they need to know to do it successfully. So I see so much value in what you're doing with Youth Center Stage. That's really awesome. You want to talk any more about that?
1: Well, you know, I think just the underlining piece for Youth Center Stage is being able to build confidence and character into like a young child that may not have any it's not all about anti-bullying all the time right you know it's not I mean I'm sure I know it's happening but I've seen so much change in children that we've taught so far that it's just amazing you know someone that doesn't talk or that's a loner or that's by themselves and at the end of class they're getting in front of not just their peers that they've been in class with but in front of their peers parents and being able to get on stage and act and have fun. And that's really the value that Houston and Stage brings is that we build confidence in the child themselves to be able to get up and speak in front of large crowds or be able to speak confidently in front of someone. And I think that's just the greatest value that we have. And, you know, we're not just one of those. OK, we want to help you with anti-bullying, but we want to help the bully, too. You know, I mean, because the bully is missing something, too. And I'm a firm believer in that, that, you know, it's just not about the person that's being bullied where, although they are the one that's getting abused, which we shouldn't, you know, discount for sure. But I think that being a bully and nine times out of 10, what I found out is that the bully is lacking something as well. And to be able to add value to not only the one that's being bullied, but to the bully themselves, I think is something that we are making a difference with as
0: well. No, that actually makes a lot of sense because, you know, a lot of times somebody who is in that position where they are bullying, it's because they have problems of their own. Maybe they have problems at home. Maybe they're being bullied by someone. So they naturally just adapt to it. And it's kind of like when you take someone, whether they're troubled or not, and you, you know, kind of put your arms around them and kind of teach them some things. It's kind of what the military did with us. You know, we came out of all different walks of life. We join the military, and the military sort of puts its arms around us and teaches us how to be professional at things. They teach us how not to give up and to strive for something better, how to complete a mission, and how to work as a team. So it just gives you so much. And it sounds like you're just doing the same thing with children, trying to teach them. So that's awesome.
1: Right. It's been, um, Houston center stage has really just been awesome. I know that we are in schools as well. And at the beginning of the class, before we start, because we have an after school program in different elementary schools and middle schools and high schools as well. And within our class, the first thing we have them do besides after taking attendance is I have them get in a circle and everybody has to tell their partner to their left, you know, you're awesome you know, just speaking confidence and not just hearing it from a teacher, but hearing it from a peer, you know, that they're awesome. I think just the small little things, you know, makes the difference.
0: You're right. So Darren, when you start a business, it just doesn't happen automatically. I mean, there's so many different steps that you have to put in place, so many steps you have to take, so many things that you have to do just to make it work right and start properly. Can you talk about the steps that you took to get the business up and running?
1: So I think one of the most important things is being able to have a vision, goals, what your business is about. I think that was most important for us is just knowing what do we want to accomplish with this business, almost essentially like writing a business plan. You know, what do we want this business to do? What's the why behind our business? Once we started that, then we were better kind of finding out. As far as, okay, how we wanted to move forward, I think the next most important step after that was just getting a team of kind of advisors around you, business owners, you know, people that you can spend some ideas with, you know, shoot some ideas to and that were able to give me back or my wife and I back some sound advice to be able to do that. I think was very important to be able to shoot ideas off of someone and be able to communicate with people that kind of are like minded. I think was huge. And then just learning the different ins and outs, like we're LLC, this is the first time, you know, just from listening to LLC from the commercials and everything like that, I thought it was like so difficult. But once I read on it, I realized that LLC'd our business in a day. And so it was just interesting how, you know, just doing a little bit of reading, hanging around the right business owners or and they don't necessarily have to be in your same field, but just business owners of the like mind that want to go do something great, I think was important. So having advisors, knowing the visions and, and missions, the statement for your business, I think is very, very important. And then just going out there and hustling, I think for a minute when I was unemployed, I mean, I was networking with everybody. I mean, I went to all the business mixers I can find and just started listening to different things that's going on. I would go to a one million cups marketing thing or networking thing every Wednesday. And they supposed to be like all around the country. And they just go and a business comes up and they say, well, this is my business. You center stage. This is the problem I have. And other business owners get feedback. They say, well, have you done this? Um, I suggest you do that. And so that's just a community of business owners. And I think that was that added great value to our business as well. And my wife and I, we work together and we do it together. So being on one page is very important and me sharing the goals and visions as well as they change as we get new opportunities. So as your business grows, being able to effectively create change within your business to make sure that it scales and that it grows more.
0: One of the things you said is really definitely critical, and I really truly believe in it, is you're talking about getting with people who are already entrepreneurs. Maybe they're just in the industry that you're interested in and you can go to them for advice. Like Veterati, I'm a mentor for Veterati, and that's all about us veterans helping each other by giving you the ability for someone to reach out and talk to you and ask questions. So I'll answer questions that are in the IT industry. And I think that that helps an individual so much that they can make some better decisions and maybe learn before they make a mistake. And that's one of the reasons that I like doing this podcast is because it can help somebody maybe prevent them from making mistakes and give them a little bit of a better chance at success. So I do like being there for veterans. And I can tell that you're of like mind because not only have you worked with other people, but I can see you reaching out and helping other people. So that's kind of like an extension of what you do. You don't just make people laugh. You help and advise them in life.
1: You know, um, it's just, it's just so interesting because we do other things as well. You know, my wife and I, we teach a marriage class and, you know, awesome. that's just kind of my way of kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say giving back because I love marriage. So any way that I can give back to people that are in marriage and do those type of things is important. It's almost like, you know, we just have to continuously almost like, for lack of better words, be a revolving door as we give, we're receiving. You know, and we always have to kind of keep that door open to where we're giving and we're receiving so we can kind of replenish our mind, body and soul to be able to continue to strive and to do bigger things. And I think it's just awesome. And I think that's why I just don't discount, you know, just being around the right people. Focusing on your dreams, focusing on your goals, focusing on what you believe needs to happen within your business and within everything you do. We got to go out there and chase it. And we're going out there and get it. And I think the military, going back to the military, I think that's just another thing that the military added was just the hustle and the, the getting up early and doing those different things that is needed to be able to, to keep focus and to, to keep the train moving when you're talking about achieving your goals with a business.
0: What were some of the challenges that you faced and getting your business started
1: one of the challenges i think mainly that we deal with because after i got out of the military our financial situation changed and so really just knowing where to allocate funds in order for the business to grow was one of the issues that we had and you just have to be so wise when you know we always hear the stories that well hey i only had a hundred dollars i only had ten dollars left in my account and I went out here and got something with my last $10 and now my business 10 years down the line is multi million dollars. And so it's just like knowing where to allocate our funds with my wife and I doing it together with three kids is just learning how to wisely allocate our money to home and business. And I think that's just one of the difficult things that I don't think we're actually through yet. I think we're refining our goals and stuff like that every day as the business grows, as our children grow, as our family grow and the different things that we have. I think that's just important to be able to reassess and reevaluate and do a sit rep every day as far as what we're doing and how we can move forward. Not only as a family, but then growing as a business. I think that's one of the most difficult things that we had as far as the business. I think everything else was relatively easy. We kind of knew what we wanted to do, kind of knew how to work business because of the people that we hung around. But I think just the finances was one of the most difficult and that we're still trying to figure out to this day.
0: Yeah, a lot of times that is the biggest challenge. You know, a lot of companies that start up, there's just funding that's needed, whether it's because you're manufacturing something or whatever. And sometimes it requires taking on a, like a business partner. But a lot of the guys that do retire out of the military and they have saved up and then they get that extra check because they retired. I mean, they kind of have a, a bit of an advantage, but there are the ways to make these things happen. If you really are passionate about it and you really want to succeed, you can get it done. Now, your kids, do they get to participate in the business at all? Do they get to watch? Do they have to stay home?
1: We try to involve them as much as we can, um, as much as they want to. We don't force them. So we just say, hey, we would like you to be involved in this. Do you want to do it? And so now what we've been doing recently is we're just been letting them know, Okay, well, this is why we haven't been doing this is because we've been doing this. Or dad has been going out doing this networking so that we can grow the business. And so we've been kind of letting them know, looking at our social network and doing those different things to see that we're actually out here doing it. Because I don't think they actually believed originally because it was like, well, dad, we can't go do nothing. We can't go do this or we can't do that because we are allocating time and resources to the business to make it grow. So I think we are trying to involve them more in the day to day and make sure and verbally let them know, okay, this is what's going on, and this is why we're doing it, and this is what's going to happen. This is the result that we want, and all those kind of different things. So that's how we're kind of involving them, but the most part is we say, okay, well, this is the opportunity that you have. If you want to be involved, we would love you to, but we're not going to force you.
0: You know, I just want to say that I think you're setting such a good example for your kids that they'll grow up seeing what you're doing to help other people, and that's just going to continue where they probably are going to want to help other people, too. So that's really good for the world, basically.
1: We just try to wake up every day and see how we can make a difference. And most times I'll be too tired. I work shift, So sometimes I'll be too tired to make a difference. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is one of them things. Literally, I just have my goal and my passion really is to motivate and encourage others. And I think that through You Center Stage and through Real Life Productions, I'm able to blossom into someone that I feel comfortable with. And so it's almost like one of them things where it's not really a job. You know what I'm saying? It's a passion because I can be tired and still be able to do it and not have to groan and gripe about it because that's just within me to do. And I think that's my wife as well. And I think that's what's different about us being attached to the business that we created is this passion just as well as any other business, you know, that may be out there or other veterans is, you know, you have to be really vested into the business. And it's not because of the, how much money you're going to make, but it's because, you know, you have it in you to make the difference for the business. And I think that's what's keeping us going, even when the numbers don't look right. Or even when the time is not as what we would want it towards our kids, we have to do different things or move around or, you know, do whatever it takes to make sure that our family is taken care of, but that the business is still moving on and driving on.
0: Right. And the prioritization of business, family, it can be difficult sometimes. But, you know, if you got that passion, I think you definitely always keep moving forward. Darren, for you, what do you think the key to the success of your business is?
1: The key is, and I think I just alluded to it just a few seconds ago. Is just the passion for it. I think when you can get in front of an audience and be able to speak passionately about your business, I think that makes a difference. I think that resonates with people differently than just getting up and saying, Look, I want you to buy my product. I think that when they see the difference that it means to you about the business and know that without a shadow of a doubt, I think that makes the difference that this business can go on after you.
0: Now, something interesting to think about, and For people that are getting out of the military, this is one of the things that I think may help them the most is they have to figure out, you know, based on like what they're doing in the military now and then what they want to do after they get out, those two things might be completely different. And you did one thing and now you're doing something completely different. So I think your perspective would be pretty good. But you learn things in the military that are beyond an MOS or a job skill. You know, you learn leadership and other things, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the outside, you may have to learn some things that are actually related to what your business is. Would you contribute maybe more of what you learned in the military or stuff that you had to learn after you got out of the military as helping you become more successful?
1: It's kind of weird, but I think inadvertently, like a lot of the things that I learned as far as the discipline and the drive from the military translated into something totally different in how it relates to my business, if that makes any sense. Like leadership, just with the military, I think just part of basic training, AIT, and being part of the military lifestyle, it kind of inadvertently grows a leadership quality in us that's different from anybody else. And I think that's what kind of makes the military elite is that it's different. You almost become like a leader in itself by just being in the military because of the structure and the different things that maybe something on the outside can't provide. And so I think just with that alone has helped me when it comes down to even basic stuff, being on time for a meeting, being 15 minutes early before a meeting, you know, just different things like that, I think just helps as far as the military piece goes. Now, as far as the outside training I did get schooling, you know, administrative assistant schooling and organization and different things like that on top of what I had already learned in the military. So that stuff kind of helped me out as well. Although I have field artillery experience and it had nothing to do with what I'm doing now. I just think that certain traits and qualities that I have has translated and not necessarily the skills and you just have to learn how to incorporate that into, you know, whatever your business is going to be. Myself, like I said, before I went to school, right after I got out of the military, I went for business administration and office administration. So that kind of helped what kind of magnify all of my organizational skills that I had already been provided from the military. And then, so that helps with the other side of our business, which is the administrative piece, which every business needs. And so that can translate to any business. But for us, it works because I can do that while my wife, again, works on the intellectual property, which is what Youth Center Stage, Mystery Dinner Theater and Unscripted DC is all about. And so as she is in the forefront handling those pieces, then I'm in the background handling administrative pieces, keeping the business rolling, doing the LLC and all that kind of stuff. So I think most importantly, what I would speak for other veterans is you don't necessarily have to know what you want. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I got out of the military as far as the business was concerned. But just being able to use those tools that you got in the military and in your mind's eye, be able to translate that into what you want to do currently. And some instances, like you had said before, you had the I.T. And so that translates to outside the military. It's easy to kind of correlate those different things and do those things. But it's kind of in my case, you know, I could have to maybe do something a little different and just use the qualities and the assets that I was given from the military And then translate them and then use the GI Bill to be able to say, okay, well, I can go do this or, you know, do use all these great programs that they have as far as using your military service, as far as just doing the credits and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just so many different ways, but I think the most important thing is just learning how to translate the qualities that we were given in the military into opportunities to grow your business.
0: Yeah, and that translation, it can be difficult, and that's where that network of people, that mentorship comes in. And I also like what you touched on as far as taking a business administration course. And I definitely think the people that are getting out, if they have an opportunity, they should do something like that, especially if they want to be an entrepreneur. I know there's entrepreneurship classes that can be found, usually even associated with, like, the TAP program. So those are always good as well. So anything that can help move someone forward, I think, is a great thing to do even before they get out.
1: Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, and as I'm learning right now, so much opportunity for veterans and it's even new and fresher. I would imagine once you get that transition package and stuff together to kind of learn about those things. I know smaller business administration, they'll help out as far as, you know, what you want to do. They're not really military focus, but I mean, they're a small business administration, and so they'll kind of help out with those different pieces and help you translate them and kind of lead you in the right direction. There's opportunity out here. I just think we just have to go find it. It's not always given to us on a silver platter, I should say. Sometimes you just have to go out here and find it. I mean, I'm finding stuff even to this day, new things that I can get myself into that help me learn more about making my business better and scaling it even better than it already has been.
0: Now, about your business... You help people smile. You help people laugh. You're helping children learn. When it comes to veterans, your business is kind of unique, so I'm not really sure how it fits. But do you think there's any potential of you either helping or hiring veterans?
1: So, I mean, I need accountants, you know, just to help us with the business side of stuff that I'm sure that it's a veteran out there that is an accountant. You know, we have sets that always need to be built stuff like that. I mean, we need teachers. We need teachers to go into school systems and do those different things. So although our stuff is unique and we may not have a variety of jobs, there's always opportunities for veterans to be able to be involved in our business. Every day, I'm always thinking of a new job that I have to do that I would love somebody else to do. (laughs) So uh, I'm sure it's a lot of opportunity for veterans most definitely to be part of our
0: business. I like the fun part of making up stories and trying to act them out. That really sounds crazy.
1: Yeah. And believe me, just having a veteran up there to come up and talk about some crazy stuff, it would make this story that much more compelling. Uh, you know, when two veterans get together and start talking about stories, other people wouldn't understand. But the two veterans or whatever, it'd be just like you could talk all day. So imagine having something like that on stage where you can make it funny.
0: See, that again goes back to why you'd be so great for the USO, you know, actual veterans doing something in front of and for other veterans would be amazing.
1: Yeah, I learn of new opportunities every day. And it's just amazing that opportunities out here for myself or for all veterans that we can make a difference. And just having that veteran background, I think that we can offer so much more. And I keep on using this word structure to maybe a a world right now that doesn't have any. And I think that the United States, the world can use more, a little more structure, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) I could
0: certainly agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren, if you had to pick the one most important thing that you learned since starting your business that you could share, what is it?
1: The most important thing is keep your goal in mind because you'll end up having a lot of opportunity. Although opportunity will happen and we may get off the track just a little bit, the vision and our mission will keep us on track to make sure that the mission stays accomplished or that we will continue on the mission. Because I know I can get dragged in 18 different directions, but if I keep the mission the vision and the goal in mind, you know, I'll make sure that I may get off a little bit, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that the goal is accomplished. And I think that's the greatest asset that us veterans have is making sure that the mission is accomplished. And I think that will keep us on tap to make sure that we don't get off on tangents and different things like that is that we stay on the mission and keep that mission goal and vision in mind.
0: That's really a great one, too, because, you know, when it is your nature to help people, there's a tendency of spreading yourself too thin, and that can lead to failure. So keeping on track is definitely really a great one. Now, for transitioning veterans that want to start their own business, if you had to give them an action items list, what would you put on that action items list? All right, so my action
1: items is, first of all, I believe a business plan is important. And the fact that you have a demographic, you know exactly who your audience will be, you know exactly who you'd be selling to, different things like that. So you can have a target market. I think that part of the business plan is great because it keeps you focused. It keeps you hitting a certain demographic and it helps your sales out in the end because you're focusing on a particular market and not on this. Okay, I'm going to just sell to the whole world. What's your wow statement? If you had a 90 second elevator pitch and you were in the elevator with Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or somebody that had a bunch of money and was just waiting for a business to give, waiting for a business to come up to him and say, Hey, I want your money, you know, what would be your wow statement? What would you say to a potential investor to say, Hey, I need your money and this is why? Network, network, network. The reason why networking is so important is so people can know about your business. Especially if you're in a community, I think that's just so awesome is that when people know you They know your business and it's about relationship. People will buy from me, not because of my product, but because they know me and they know I'm a good dude. And so if I say, hey, buy these bag of grapes, they're going to buy from it because they know me, not necessarily the business. And so I think that networking and relationships is so key, so valuable to growing your business and get a team of advisors, you know, get a great team around you that can pour into you, give you advice, tell you, nah, don't do that yet. It's not time. You're not big enough or you're too small, you know, get you around a good team of advisors that's going to be able to say that's a good idea or have you considered this or I don't think that's a good idea or maybe you should do this with your money, you know, different things like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be professionals, but it could just be a group of your friends that are business owners that are just doing it big or doing it at a consistent basis. And so that's what you kind of want around you. And that's kind of my nuggets there. I think if you start there with those things, I think that you can be really, really productive in whatever you want to do.
0: That's really a fantastic list. So, Darren, where do you think you find yourself in three to five years from now?
1: Oh man, in the Poconos with my wife. <laughs> Thirty-five <laughs> years from now, the Poconos with my wife—not a care in the world—and I'm debt-free. That's kind of where I want. Um, really, our goals in three years is just really have the business take care of itself to where my wife and I could be doing our business full time. That's really our goal. Our goal is to do that. And really, and like I said before, I was laughing and joking a little bit, but it is to be debt free, you know, be debt free, be doing our business full time, be able to spend time with our kids um, and do those different things. That's a, in a perfect world. I mean, that's really where we want to be. And I think it's attainable as long as we, well, my wife and I, we do it as a team. So as long as we continue to work together and communicate, I don't see a reason why it can't happen. So that's what we want. Three to five years, debt free, doing our business full time and being able to do life the
0: way we want to. You know, that's a simple goal and just really a desirable one, because I'll tell you, I would love to be debt free, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not as unattainable as people think. I think it's just really just come down to a lot of different things. Everybody's in different circumstances, so it's just different. You just got to have to have the willpower and the dedication to want to do it and make it happen, and every little bit counts. I think that's what kind of people get deceived is they think they have to start big and everything like that when really the small successes count. That's what build our character and encourages us, and then the small victories add up the big ones. So believe me, I believe it's attainable just how far I've come Well, my wife and I have came as far as we have never really been a serious debt, but just getting out of those bad where they let you borrow money for 50 percent on a dollar, you know, just getting out of them bad deals, (laughs) just getting out of those bad deals and being able to say, man, I'm done with that. You know, and it's encouraging. It's motivating. And, you know, it gives you hope that, man, well, maybe this thing is real. Maybe it is possible that I can be debt free. So, yeah, that's my goals, man.
0: That is very motivating. I love what you said. So, Darren, where can people find you if they want to reach out and talk to you about your business or just maybe to get advice?
1: I am on LinkedIn, Darren L. Council. I am on Facebook, Darren L. Council. I am on Twitter, Darren L. Council. I am on Instagram, Darren L. Council. But I have my Youth Center Stage RLP events on both as well, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And my websites are Real Life RealLifeProductionsLLC.com at You can find me there. Ask for any advice. Email me at Dcounsel at reallifeproductionsllc.com.
0: Outstanding. Well, Darren, I really do appreciate you setting aside the time to share your story with veterans. And hopefully they get a lot of good nuggets, as you say, out of this, so that when they go to start their business, when they get out of the military, that they have some better success and maybe don't have to face so many challenges. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with your company. I appreciate you
1: so much, sir. This was awesome. This was a great experience. And I'm just glad that I can be a subject matter expert. <laughs> I know this sounds weird coming out of my mouth. I really never even considered that. But it's just awesome to be able to be a veteran just like everybody else and do this thing called life and business with my fellow veterans. I'm excited that I was able to even add any value to the conversation from, you know, what we've been through. But, you know, being a business owner and a veteran is so exciting. And, you know, it's a journey that I'm excited that I'm on. And I appreciate you, sir, for just doing this. It's been exciting. I'm glad that I was able to join you and talk about these different things and topics.
0: Well, we will do this again sometime and maybe we'll do a little more improv. All right. Thank you so much, sir. You as well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to keep coming back each week for more great episodes. If you want to talk about something you learned today, if you have questions, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, go to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you for listening.